0: Hello and welcome to the Music Survival Guide, the independent musician's guide on how to survive in the music industry. My name's Phil, a mixing and mastering engineer with Vortis Sound Studios now this week on the podcast i've got another interview lined up so this is an interview with apostolos and roman of hunted by elephants it's a really great chat and i think there's lots of important takeaways there's a lot said about looking back and hindsight and how that can and sometimes cannot help you i think it's a really interesting one so without any further ado here we go So today I am joined by Apostolos and Roman of Hunted by Elephants. Hello guys, how are you?
1: Hi Phil. Hi, thanks for having us. Very good. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're good. We've um, been trying to keep ourselves busy, so it's a bit of a weird time, but yeah. Yeah, as much as we can. So
0: I thought I'd start with kind of the usual question, but it's a great kind of way to find out how people get where they are. So how did you both get into music and how did the band start? My
2: my story goes back to where I was, I guess, like 12, 13 years old, when I started playing the drums initially. Uh, and then I got to writing lyrics and uh, music. And then when I was about 23 years old, I started singing. And uh, here I am right now, like uh, in a band singing. But yeah, my passion for music started when I was... 12, 13 years old, when I first listened to Deep Purple for the first time in my life. And uh, yeah, everyone seems to have the same, because I was 12 as well, <laughs>
1: nice. more or less. And um, yeah, I remember someone came into school with, it was year seven, so yeah, like 11, 12, someone came into school with a burnt CD of the live album of, of Back in Black from ACDC. They played it live somewhere and one of the Led Zepp albums as well and um, they were passing it around everyone at school and I, I played guitar for like a little bit before that because my dad is a guitarist and a singer songwriter big Bowie and Beatles fan so he kind of introduced me to the guitar but I was never that into the music that he liked so I kind of had an idea of guitar and then went to school And then these albums, I managed to get my hands on them when whoever it was was passing them around for everyone to go and take away and burn it or put it on their mini disc player or whatever you did back then. And uh, at that point, when I heard Angus Young, I think it was the song Back in Black for the first time, and um, Heartbreaker, it was those two songs that made me realise what I wanted to play, what I wanted to do to take the guitar from what I had playing Kumbaya or whatever it was whatever it was and uh, take it from that to playing ac dc riffs and that kind of and then from there like watching videos of angus young on stage just being an absolute nutter um that kind of seeing that passion for me that was the moment that i really got into to the to the genre the style of music and then yeah ever since then kind of same as you really building up and then the band started What One two started, years ago like,
2: yeah more than 2 years ago over 2 years ago yeah um, back in 2018 yeah, wasn't it when i was i came in england in london and uh, i started looking for members to make my dream come true which uh, it was difficult to do in greece considering the style of music so i decided to come over here and then i started like messaging like people who they want to be in a band, and like it was it was tinder for bands, wasn't it, <laughs> it was, <laughs> that we were well, <laughs> kinda yeah, it was band mix, I remember, and uh that's how I met Roman, and then um, we met Ray together, and the band started very, very quickly. We started writing material very fast, and uh the rest is history. Yeah, that's pretty much
1: it, yeah. yeah. We started gigging. Well, we we started uh, writing songs first. Yeah. You kind of had quite a lot of ideas. Yeah. For me, for me, it was my first proper band. I'd played a few gigs before, but meeting you guys, being a bit more serious about it, you had a few ideas. We started writing together, and then we kind of did the first album, and uh, yeah, it went from there.
2: Yeah. We wanted to have some material, and uh, we just... Went to the studio, recorded the first album. There's still some great moments in this album, but we weren't that ready, I guess. But to do it as a band, meaning uh, we're more proud about our second album. But there's some great tunes on the first album, which I think I would never get bored.
1: It was our bre- it was in. our 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 first yeah. Our first stuff, our first yeah. taste of yeah playing together so it's special to us special to us definitely yeah
0: Do you think if you started again you wouldn't have gone to the studio as quickly as you did?
2: I I wouldn't change anything to be honest I think it was a good call to do because that that create a special bond and chemistry within the band and um, yeah it wasn't it wasn't like the best thing to do which I still think is a great album but we weren't that mature as a band but that was the, the thing that brought us together and after that we realised that yeah we've got it like we need to do it like more seriously right now and yeah I think you know I
1: always look back and probably too much think about what we could have done differently what, you, what would you have changed and you can do that with anything I suppose in life yeah. can't you and look back and say well look at the negative side should we have done that but in honesty, yeah, you're right. Like it did kind of put us into an environment where we were really creative. We were still getting to know each other. We were still getting to know our sound and know kind of the dynamic of the band. And I think maybe that is the only reason why it was too early because yeah. we hadn't found that dynamic. Yeah, um, that we have now. Correct. But it was it was part of the process that really kind of just put us in the right environment. And for me as well, I was kind of going in very like. Not knowing exactly what what I wanted from the band, obviously wanted to take it seriously, but being put into that environment with you, just seeing how serious it mm-hmm. was, I think really brought out the best side of us, and yeah, and that was what was needed to lead us where we are now. So, you know, you can look back and go, yeah, I'd change this and that, but in in honesty, yeah, it's it brought us here. So, exactly. yeah, I wouldn't change it. I guess is what I'm trying to say.
0: Take us back. What was your first gig like as a band? Did it go well? Did it go badly? What happened? It was it was well, here in St. Albans,
2: wasn't it? Yeah, it was in St. Albans. The truth is it went really good, because we had our own people, our friends, and we had like an audience of uh fifty, sixty people. So for the first gig it was really good to have like a decent crowd. Some of them knew our first singles and they were singing along. So yeah, it was great. I was, think that's that's actually what we've done differently to other bands and you just, just highlighted
1: it there is that yeah. we had a recording and an album released before we played our first yeah, gig, yeah. yeah, which is probably a really weird way of doing it. A lot of the bands, at least a lot of the bands that we've met have been playing together two, five plus years before they, they yeah, get their first album, album out and that works really well as well because you build an audience who will then buy your music but for us, it's like the other way around. Well, we, we, we did it our way. So. Yeah, and so so for us, instead of having the, when you release your first album, loads of people buy it, we had, when we played our first gig, loads of people came because we had the recording out there. Yeah. So it's like a flip Well, that,
2: that was the other reason that we'd done it, is we wanted material, and we didn't want to like go and play covers, right? So mm. we wanted to play our songs. So that was the reason we were... Thinking about all right, how are we gonna gig? We need material. We need songs. So that's why we went to the studio, record an album, so we can go out there and gig. The back in back in the first gig, I can remember it now. I'm thinking about it.
1: We were different to how we are now. Yeah, let's put it that way. Definitely. You know, it was it went well, but it was for us just such a like breaking into the. I mean, you're you're more experienced than me with live shows, but for us as a band, it was like breaking into that into that world and now we've got a much better image and a better live set. Again, you know, looking back, like, what would you change and make it the live show better, blah, blah, blah. But
2: no, it was good. I think for the, for a first gig, it was amazing. So, like, I've still got the memory uh, that was a, that it was a great gig and
0: yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. It was 10 out of 10, mate. Absolutely. Can't argue with that. I mean, I think... As you say, with kind of looking back and things you might change, a lot of bands might be tempted to think, oh, it could have gone so much better if we'd done this or that. But I think it's those very experiences that shape the way a band is and how they act and how they work together.
2: You always criticise what you're doing, especially if you're an artist. So we never stop doing that. But sometimes you need to accept that what you've done, it was the best thing at the time. So we carry on like that's it. No pun intended. Yeah. That wasn't a plug for the album. <laughs> Carry on.
0: <laughs> Name drop. So have there been any gigs that you might classify as like a nightmare experience? You can leave names out if that is going to change things.
1: For for us, well, no. I, I wouldn't say a nightmare for us. Nothing.
2: I'm not going to describe it like that, but there was a gig. We were playing, what should I say... So well, the Glasgow one? Yeah, that was the Glasgow one. Uh, I mean, which, that
1: was... It was it was all in good, you know, taken very well and in, in lightheartedly, which was a brilliant way to deal with it. Yeah. But we played with another band who had a bit of a nightmare. Exactly. And...
2: But they, I'm referring that we didn't have, like, audience. Like, the audience oh, would, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know, like, about 10 people, yeah. like, less than that. And it was so weird playing... Like in front of like probably like six seven people, it was just a weird feeling. That Which, that gig was a bit of a double whammy then, wasn't it? Of disasters.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we, we, yeah, we. So we travelled up there to play a gig, and you know, it's it's one of those things. You know, when you're we're not a well, at the time we weren't a band that was known across the whole country, and we definitely didn't have that many people that would come and see us on a Sunday night in Glasgow. So when we turned it, up there it, it and there wasn't was, Tuesday actually. Oh, was it? Tuesday,
0: was it was yeah. Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday night. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean. That was a difficult one. Maybe now but everyone's we, working from home. We, we right? had a person that came for us. We had a guy who came yeah, for us. Yeah. 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 So that was so success. we so we sold one CD, I think. <laughs> yeah.
1: Actually, I think he did. I don't think he, we even asked him for money. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we had like a, a very uh underwhelming audience and then the band that we played with had had a bit of an injury on stage where one of the guys attempted a, to swing his guitar or something and cracked himself oh, in the, in the I, chin. I,
2: I don't remember t- what he was doing, to be honest. Cracked. I just saw the blood. Yeah, and then,
1: oh, there, was, there, was, there was blood
2: all over the place.
1: We were on after them, so we were no, oh, oh, we were before, weren't we? Yeah, Luckily, yeah. otherwise we would have been slipping up on this blood all over the place. But um, no, they took it really well, actually. They were very, very lighthearted about it, and it was all... I think he went, he went to hospital, but after that... Yeah, right. he, he
2: continued the gig, I think, yeah. like, that. like that. That was a funny one.
1: Sounds
0: memorable. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah.
1: Apart from that, though, I think we've been quite lucky. Yeah. I'm always really on edge about equipment breaking down. Maybe it's because I'm a guitarist, and maybe it's because I've seen a couple of gigs where pedal boards have gone out. Uh, so I'm always on edge about that, and I'm waiting for the day that we have a disaster... But luckily, so far, it hasn't happened. Nothing happened
0: yet. Have you got contingencies? So if something did technically happen, you've got a way out?
1: Yeah, I mean, we try, but sometimes you're quite limited with what the sound engineer can do and what the venue has. So, yeah, we do our best. But, you know, it's all part of it, really, isn't it? I'm sure back in the day, even the big bands would have something go down and it changes, you know, doing
2: acoustics. If you're not playing on a big venue... And you're not like a a big band; it's hard to face like difficulties like that. So you have to, whatever happens, you have to deal with it.
0: I know gigs aren't really happening right now, so I I, this is. I know this might sound like a bit of a sore question; it's not meant to be. In the band, who books your gigs in sort of quote-unquote normal times? Is there one band member who's sort of the manager when it comes to that kind of thing?
2: To be honest, within the band, there's some like. Um, Jobs that we like split, and we say like Roman, you'll do that Ray, you'll do that uh, Apostle, as you do that, and whatever. But initially, Ray, the bass player, uh, started booking some gigs in London, mm. and then uh, just because like the first shows were really good, we didn't struggle to get gigs. To be mm. honest, like we had promoters like um, emailing us and say like I heard about you, would you like to? Uh, have a gig in my place, and et cetera, and that was it, mouth to mouth, yeah, like- I
1: th- oh yeah, initially i mean ray was he's a he 's not a Londoner, born and bred, but he 's lived there for quite a long time, and yeah. we were focusing on london, so we he's got quite a good network of people, he knows a lot of people at certain venues in Camden, so yeah, he could kind of just pull a few favours, get us, a, get us some, good, some good shows at first. But yeah, and then, and then it kind of kept itself going from there. Yeah.
0: What do you think made promoters come to you? Was it like a good positive attitude? Or what do you think it was?
2: Probably didn't have anyone better. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I don't want to sound like that. <laughs> I think the first criteria to, uh, for a promoter is like how many people you bring at gigs. And uh, to be honest, in the beginning, we didn't have that many people mm. to bring, but we've done some great performances, and I think the guy who was all the girl who was at door, like they were speaking to the promoters after to say, like, "Look, there was a really good band last night. Do you want to check?" Uh, that's why I meant it went like from mouth to mouth, so even though we didn't have. First gigs, we didn't have like that many people. Uh, some people who saw us spoke really good words about us, and that that's how it started.
0: So you kind of just started the ball rolling, almost with some good gigs that went positively, and then it went, it kind of went from there.
1: Yeah, like you say, you know, these a lot of these venues and people are interested in how many people you bring, how many tickets you sell. It makes yeah. sense; it's a business at the end of the day. But to have that, you know, all these people are passionate about music and to, to see a band that they, they like and put on a good show even if there's not many people there that definitely contributes to it so I think we had yeah. we had that and then we had uh, some people coming down as well so
2: yeah, and then grows naturally I guess mm-hmm. even though it's really hard to but yeah, yeah nowadays like it's really hard before the virus it was, it was really hard to convince even our friends Are you come to the gig like it's just people in my opinion, they don't go to gigs anymore. They'd rather to just go for a drink. Like I'm 34 years old, and I remember like when I was younger, the the, the interest for live music was bigger. To be honest,
0: do you think that post virus, quote unquote, whenever that will be, there will be a renewed interest in gigs just because people haven't been able to go to any for such a long time?
2: I really hope. Honestly, I was thinking I was thinking about it the other day, and uh, I think yeah, people will be more. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I do. Because I mean, uh, we've just been cooped up too long, and uh, no one can do anything. And and one, I don't know. As someone who likes going to shows, it's something that you can't replicate with anything else. Yeah, the theatre is kind of similar, but it's it's not the same experience where you can just go crazy and just kind of feel the music. There's nothing else like it, to be honest. And you can't. I've we've seen some really innovative things that people have done over the internet with live festivals and stuff that have worked but you just can't replicate that feeling of going to a live show and because we haven't been able to do it for so long yeah maybe i'm just being optimistic but i think there'll be an explosion of it when 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 we can so it's gonna be yeah that's what we're looking
2: forward to yeah
0: you and me both (laughs) not been to a gig since about february and i'm uh, missing it so much so Moving over to the recording side of the band, away from the, the gigging side, you you mentioned that you go into the studio to record. So what made you choose that rather than, say, recording yourselves, that kind of approach?
2: First of all, we didn't have the equipment to record ourselves. <laughs> but secondly, we would like to have like really good material to get out there and like convince people that we were good. Because many people said that we are playing... In gigs, we're playing better than the recording, but first of all, you need like good songs and well-recorded. So you can convince people that, oh, look, I can play, I can sing, I, can, I have songs, you know? So, yeah, and then just because like the records are staying there for so long, even after for 20 years, the record is going to be there, so we want to be proud of it. We want to look back to it and say, that was a good moment. We decided to go to the studio and do it properly and professionally. Yeah,
1: I think to get that certain level of quality, you either need someone that can help you or you need some good equipment and, and quite a lot of knowledge as well, neither of which we really had when it came to recording ourselves or, or production. You know, we, we knew a few bits and pieces. We knew how to play in a studio, but we didn't know how to to set up everything. So... And yeah, you know, we wanted that first album to really be the first album, not like an EP demo. We wanted the first album. Yeah. And we knew what kind of level of quality we wanted. So really, it was a no-brainer, you know, go to a proper studio, work with someone who knows how to do this stuff.
2: Yeah. In terms of in terms of quality, the first album, we were really proud of it. The drums, the sound of the drums, uh, the vocals and like... Most part of it. Of it is just we're really, really proud of it. It was the sound, 80, 85%, it was the sound that we wanted, right? So we wouldn't change that.
0: So you just kind of wanted to go, you know what, we just want to make a record and we want it to sound good without that kind of question mark at the end of the day. So you put out this first album before you'd done any gigs, which is an unusual approach. What did you do to promote it at the time?
2: We try our best, but it seems that we, we didn't know everything in the beginning we uh, We did it all ourselves, all the promotion ourselves, and it
1: it helped us in a way because we learned a lot about the way the industry works mm-hmm. but you know what talking about looking we keep coming back to looking back and and changing things that is one thing I would have changed we didn't We just didn't have the knowledge of of how to promote. So bringing someone else on board, probably at that stage who had more knowledge, we probably could have got a lot more exposure on the first album. Yeah. But it's not a regret, it's just a learning
2: experience. Uh, yeah, it was. that was the way it was, like we couldn't change that. But it seems like nowadays bands, just because there's no money coming from it, we're trying to do everything by ourselves. But there's other people, they know better what to do, but it's really hard to find them. So when you start in the beginning, you just prefer to do it by yourself. And for us, it worked. But on the second album, we wanted to be more professional. And so we decided different things.
0: So your second album is coming out in January, which as of when this podcast gets released is next month. So perhaps without giving too much away, what are you doing to promote this album that you've done differently to the last one?
1: We've got... Some professionals on board with this one. So we're in the first album, we did it all ourselves and it was mainly social media stuff really on the mm-hmm. first album. And then, well, we with the first album, we started gigging to promote it and then hence why we were up in Glasgow. But that was kind of the extent, you know, social media gigging. Mm-hmm. With this one, we've got some professional help, which means it goes a bit further and a bit wider. Hopefully it gets in front of the right people some more more just general exposure maybe some radio airtime so yeah i mean that that's about it really i mean we're doing more stuff as well ourselves the same social media stuff but we are more experienced now with mm-hmm. that it, i mean it's it's pretty crazy that to be in a band you now have to be an expert on on everything facebook instagram yeah. youtube you have to be an expert on like people management as well keep exactly. everyone happy how to you're sending these emails out to people that it, it's not the same as back in the day where it would have been yeah. word of mouth, seeing people face to face all the time. It's like sending out really professional emails as a rock band yeah. is something that I didn't really expect. So you've got to be an expert on all these things. And, and we've learned a lot about everything I would say. But If you really want to get things done quickly, sometimes it's best to have outside help and and bring someone on board. So we have done that for the the promotional side of of this album.
0: I think as long as with every release you do, you feel like it's gone better than the one before. That's the really important thing. Whether you're self-promoting or you've got someone in, as long as you feel like your next release has gone better than the one before, you're, you're good to go.
1: It's got to be a progression, hasn't it? Otherwise... It feels like going backwards. I mean, there'll always be those those backward steps, but hopefully that's less so than the, the forward steps. Slowly getting for, moving forward.
0: It almost goes without saying at this point, everyone is aware bands have, I'm going to say, struggled to move forward in various ways in 2020. You've managed to do an album in England. You certainly managed to record it. just the sweet spot when you could actually go into studios without any massive troubles But aside from a new album, which I'm aware is a a, a major thing for a band, what have you been doing to stay productive this year? Uh, It it was
1: mostly writing. It was all about the album, I think. Yeah, it
2: It was Uh, mostly writing ideas and chatting each other, writing lyrics, melodies. Uh, We couldn't do anything else, to be honest. We just wanted to get the album ready.
1: When we came into lockdown, we were like halfway there with the writing or, or or nearly, you know, three quarters of the way there. So we suddenly panicked and went, we've got to record this album Yeah, uh, X date when we wanted to get it done by. And now we can't meet up to yeah. write as we were before. Yeah, So we started thinking, well, we've got to do the writing. We're stuck at home with all this time on our hands.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a good time to write, you know, it just means that we can't do it together. So we were spending a lot of that time as as you say, you know, sending each other ideas and Mm -hmm. melodies. But at the same time, getting ready for that album to to launch, there is a lot of other work involved. And, you know, it it did keep us busy with that stuff. As I say, communicating with people, setting up the the promotional stuff. We all have kind of skills that that help with the band as well as Mm -hmm. musical skills. And we were using those to create promotional material to create graphics to create video content oh, well, as well actually in lockdown we did we did a cover didn't we
2: yeah so we did, we did a,
1: a, a little cover of a, a deep purple song that we put out on
2: on social media we we're, were trying to stay active yeah but initially what we done in the beginning of lockdown was create a plan so the plan helped us to do everything step by step and uh it was a, like a huge plan, which is, it was um, till up to this year. And just because we had that to look at it, now we are where we are. Because we recorded the album, we finished this, the songs. We've got a new drummer in the band, which we're really excited about it. Because he, after two years playing with a couple of drummers, we we're so happy about it because we think that he's the right person for the band. So there's, there's a lot of things happen just because we, we knew about them, we create a plan, and we, we did it. And it's good to know what you have to do, otherwise you, you'll you be lost. In-
1: well, it gave us having something to refer back to yeah. and to tick off a list. Yeah. As mundane as that sounds, maybe I'm just a really boring person. But that was actually really nice. So it was going back to the list, put a big tick on it and say, yeah. we've done that, look at what we've achieved so far yeah. and look at what we've got left to do to the end of the year. And that really kept us preoccupied and the, there, was, there was a lot to do. So yeah. we, weren't, we weren't lacking. And it's such a good thing to be able to do as well. If you're ever bored and you're stuck at home, to have the, the creativity or to, or to be able to sit down, get in the zone and just write something, yeah. is, uh, it's really a, a gift to have that, that it's just great
0: i think you're 100 percent right in that making plans is so important especially in this last year when it could be so easy to look back and go well what what have we done we haven't really gigged so what have we achieved as a band but there's so many things you have achieved that are maybe even behind the scenes that are still really helpful to the the running of the band
2: uh do you know how we realized that at some point we were like saying things to each other every week when we're going to rehearsals and then the next week we're forgetting them so at some point I said guys we there's so many things we forget we need to write it down and that's how I got the idea to literally write a plan and yeah it really helped us organize ourselves makes
1: it makes it almost like a second job which I'm not sure I yeah. like that part of it yeah. <laughs> you know
2: you're definitely the boss as well so yeah but no, no, <laughs> that, that wasn't my intention. But um yeah, it takes time to do all those things, but we have to, otherwise nobody's going to do it for
0: us. It's just the way it has to be, and it's had to make progress, isn't it? So I guess a, a, a great follow-on question, what goals do you have as a band for the next six months to a year? I bet I can guess what number one is.
1: <laughs> well... You might not have heard about our album that's coming out in January. <laughs> um, so yeah, obviously that, there's a still a lot of work to do with that. We, we've, we've got most things out of the way. That's coming out in January and we've got some more work to do on it. We've got outside help as well with that. But we kind of look back at before March, before everything got kind of shaken up a bit. And, and we say, you know, where, where did we want to be in 21? And the answer to that is really what we were working towards at the time and what was the later things on that plan that we had written down were 2021, festivals, tours, you know, can we go to Europe and do something like that? So maybe we're optimistic. And, yeah. you know, I don't think we are actually, but in still thinking that can happen 21. It's
2: just lockdown, like, brought us a little bit
1: It's shaking things up. It's sh- definitely shaking things up and uh, and it's the same for everyone. But the our industry, the music industry, has been so... So persistent and, mm-hmm. and so positive, I think. People have been through really difficult times, especially people who, who rely on selling tickets for for a living. And we've seen some people say certain things and spoke to people that have really struggled, and it, it's sad. But people have been really optimistic, and we're just kind of on board with that. You know, 2021, now it's nearly Christmas, and everything's not looking great for the rest of this year. But 2021 is going to be, <laughs>
2: yeah. you know? yeah. I'll, I'll answer differently. For me, how I like see things is all about being true. First of all, to yourself, and then to others. I think the band—it's a very good team at the moment. We have great chemistry between us. We've got great songs. We want to play rock music. We're not—we're not trying to be someone. We—we we are ourselves. We want to play rock music, and that's it. And I believe that we deserve attention and we want to live through music and buy music. And we don't have like crazy dreams, like being like rock stars. Of course, we want to be rock stars, but in a different way, we want to travel. We want to play gigs. We want to enjoy that. We want to create music. And also we want some money from that, which is reasonable, I feel so what we want to achieve next year is—it's not that big, in my opinion. It's just normal, considering what we've got here. So, yeah, we're, we're that's dream- it.
1: yeah, we we we've got those dreams, but we like to think that they're not too out there. I think that's that's the gist that I yeah I work off anyway. But yeah, yeah, for me, you know, twenty twenty one is—it's the optimism of everything going back to relative normality and and being able to. To do the things that we we wanted to do in 21, when when we were before we went to lockdown, and still still being able to do them. And in fact, you know, we had festivals lined up for this year for 20 mm-hmm. that were cancelled, and now everything's been pushed back. So it was like we were very lucky that we had the album to work on because mm-hmm. otherwise, we had all the gigs and tours and festivals cancelled for this year. They'd be pushed back, but yeah. we're lucky we had the album to kind of take us through. And and now. Now it's back to focusing on those, I think.
0: My final question is a real, I think, a positive way to end the interview, which is always a good idea. So what, in your opinion, and you can have differing opinions, what's been the biggest success of the band so far?
1: There's lots of kind of small things, I think, that build the bigger picture. As, as you said a minute ago, finding Alex, our new drummer, and starting mm-hmm. playing with him is is something that's really given us a boost and it's, mm-hmm. it's made us feel complete. Mm-hmm. Where we were looking for the fourth member before, and just having now the energy that we have together
2: is definitely a big thing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind
1: of a, a small part of it, I
2: would say. There were great moments, but I feel there will be greater moments in the future. So our, our best is yet to come, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But the the biggest success,
1: you know, we we keep banging on about the album, but we're super proud of that. So yeah. that's definitely our best creative moment is creating the album we've done having the new drummer on board you know oh well, when we look back playing our first tour that was a, a a great moment yeah brilliant fun for us and really really i learned so much from it
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it's, it's all small things really isn't it
2: yeah
1: you know Just uh, keep uh, ask us again in a year when we could tell you that You
0: know. yeah yeah <laughs> so to close out the interview i'd love to ask you what your Favourite song of your own music is to play at the end?
1: Well, we've got (laughs) a a few things to choose from. I think, you know, we've probably all got our own favourite song or, like, favourite moment. There was a lot of stuff in the first album that is so special to us now, but as a whole it's definitely got to be let me be hasn't it just yeah i agree i agree it's totally. our, for us it's like the culmination of us up to this point
2: it's strong it is a really strong song so i, I would agree with you yeah,
0: yeah. Let, let me, me be. be is
2: the one final answer
0: so this is hunted by elephants with let me be guys it's been great to talk to you
1: pleasure thank you
2: as well